What's up, everyone, and welcome into episode number 135, where I will talk about Matthew Boyd's injury. I'll also talk about the Pistons draft that took place this past week, about Michigan basketball having two players drafted, and Joey Hauser as well. And then the last thing I will talk about is the Lions revealing a new helmet and the Red Wings having their NHL draft that's taking place tomorrow. So let's start out with the news of Matthew Boyd because that news broke earlier today that Matthew Boyd will be having Tommy John surgery. He pitched, I believe, in last night's game, got hurt really early on. I believe he only pitched an inning, maybe an inning and a half. Had a ball that went straight to the backstop, and you could tell that something was wrong with his elbow. And he had uncomfortableness in his elbow, and it was released earlier today that he will be having Tommy John surgery. This is something that kind of the Tigers have had issues with in the past few years. And I was watching a Chris Casalani Twitter video, and he really pointed this out. The Tigers have had really big injuries to starting pitchers like Casey Mize, Alex Fajardo, Eduardo Rodriguez, Matthew Boyd. That's just a few of them. And this is a part of kind of baseball as a whole, but it just seems like every single time you start to kind of get excited about a pitcher in Detroit, I'm not saying that's necessarily true for Matthew Boyd because he has had his ups and downs this year. But it seems like there's always a huge injury that goes on. And a lot of these are Tommy John surgeries. And while Tommy John isn't as difficult to come back as they have been in the past, it's still a long recovery. And we're seeing Casey Mize try to come back from it. Matthew Boyd will probably not pitch until 2025. He might never pitch again. And it sucks because Matthew Boyd from... Everything that's ever been said about him, he's one of the nicest guys there is. And you want a guy like him to succeed. And he's been in Detroit two times. He had a season where he was incredibly good. His career's been up and down. It kind of seems like through the third time, through the order, that's when he kind of really struggles. He gives up about a home run every game. He always gives up about one or two runs a game he's a solid pitcher and now he's gonna have Tommy John surgery and he's 32 years old he's not going to probably pitch like I said until 2025 and hopefully he gets the chance to start on an MLB mound again probably won't be with Detroit at this point but wish him the best of luck on his recovery hope it goes well and hopefully he gets that chance again but this is just another pitcher that the Tigers have had that's just been injured. Luckily, the Tigers are starting to kind of get these pitchers back. Like, I believe Matt Manning's supposed to be starting tonight. So it's starting to get some of these pitchers back from injury. But the Tigers really have to start kind of figuring this out. They also had another pitcher, Will Vest, that was hurt last night. They haven't said exactly what his injury is. It's... Hopefully not Tommy John, but we'll see about him. But yeah, just wish Matthew Boyd good luck on his recovery. Hope it goes well. And hopefully he's able to pitch in the MLB 
in the future, at least in 2025. Now let's go on to the NBA draft that took place this past week, and there's a lot of scenarios that the Pistons could have done. There was rumors that the Pistons were trying to trade out of the fifth pick, but they did not end up doing that. They ended up actually making the fifth selection and end up drafting Azure Thompson, shooting guard slash small forward out of overtime elite. His brother went the pick before him, and this was the pick I think a lot of people expected, especially after kind of the news that went on with a couple of other players that they were kind of looking at, but it seems like those workouts didn't go extremely well. So when they end up selecting Azure Thompson, I don't think a lot of people were surprised by that. With that being said, though, some people weren't extremely thrilled by this, and that's because Azure is not an elite offensive player. He is a very good defensive player. He is very well balanced at ball handling. He's He can slash and cut extremely well. He's extremely athletic. This is going to make the Pistons really, really athletic, but this won't solve the issue of shooting. Now, Azure definitely got better this past season shooting-wise, but that offensive part of his game is going to have to continue to develop. And if it doesn't develop, then Azure's probably going to be a 6th, 7th, 8th man off the bench. Now, if it does develop... And he can get a little bit more of a consistent shot, especially at the three, which the Pistons desperately need in a league that is starting to kind of go more towards the three-point shooting as well, like college basketball. The Pistons really need Azure Thompson to develop into that type of player, and it's going to be hard. Like, we have seen players with his athleticism come into a league that didn't develop that offensive game in they weren't in the league for very long, or they weren't that impactful player like you're hoping to draft at the fifth overall pick. And this is a deep draft. The Pistons could have went a couple different routes, but overall, I think this is a move that the Pistons are either going to say it's going to be an absolute home run, or it's going to be a bust. And I think the GM... Troy Weaver is kind of brightening his legacy on this pick. It's completely up to him now to make this work. Now, hopefully he's right. If he is right, Troy Weaver's going to look like a genius. If he's not, then people will start to kind of, I don't want to say question him, but there will be a lot of people starting to kind of get a little concerned about this repo because it's been a few years. I think people are ready for the Pistons to compete, and Azure Thompson could be a very good player in this league, or he could be a player in this league that doesn't excel. But they're adding a really athletic young player to this core that you now have Azure Thompson, Jalen Duran. Cade Cunningham, Jay and Ivy, that's a really good core. Again, the issue is shooting. And the Pistons are going to have to surround this team with more shooters, or they're going to have to hope these young players kind of develop into better shooters. And it's not like Azure Thompson doesn't have 
decent mechanics because he does have decent mechanics, but he's just not as good as his other brother, his twin that went a pick earlier, which wasn't Pistons' fault, but if Azure Thompson can develop into kind of that shooting type player that his younger brother is, that would be a great pick for the Pistons, and hopefully that's something that he can do. So the second pick, the Pistons actually traded up to pick Marcus Sasser to Detroit. I think this is a very good pick. I know a lot of people, especially Mike Valenti, wasn't extremely excited about this pick, but I think Sasser's going to be a player that kind of represents Detroit. I know a lot of people might be kind of tired of saying, oh, he's a Detroit player. But he kind of is. He's a quick twitch, ball hound defender, which we can see that kind of Troy Weaver wants to draft these defenders. But he also knocked down 40% of his contested catch and shoot threes. So he is a better shooter than Azure Thompson. Now, will that develop into the NBA? Will he be able to carry that into the NBA? We will see. But this is something that's going to be interesting to watch out for, especially because of Killian Hayes. This could be a move that shows you that Troy Weaver and the Detroit Pistons are kind of ready to move on from Killian Hayes. I think a lot of people expected the Pistons to take a big man with their second pick in the draft, or even in the first pick in the draft. But I think this just shows that... Killian's kind of possibly on his way out, especially if Marcus Sasser plays as well as he did in college. This could be the door for Killian Hayes unless he somehow improves after next year. But if you're looking for a two-level scorer with leadership and a great defensive player, Marcus Sasser is the player that you want Let's go on and talk a little bit about the individual teams in the state of Michigan, though, because Michigan actually had two players that got drafted in the NBA draft. They actually got drafted in the lottery, the top 15. The first player was drafted to the Orlando Wolverines, or a.k.a. the Orlando Magic, because it seems like the Orlando Magic loves drafting Michigan Wolverines, and he went 11th overall. This was a surprise. I didn't think a lot of people expected Jet Howard to go this early. I believe he was like projected to be like 18th, 19th. At least he was the 19th overall prospect in this class, but we see that Orlando loves Michigan players. He's going to be able to contribute right away. I don't think you pick him 11th overall if you don't think that. The Orlando Magic is an extremely young team. They have a Wagner on their team, and it'll be interesting to see how he folds into the NBA system, especially with the Orlando Magic. Michigan also had the 15th overall pick, and Kobe Bufkin going to the Atlanta Hawks. This is an interesting pick because Kobe Bufkin has a chance to play with 
Trey Young, which is an extremely great player in the NBA. I also think he's going to get the chance to play pretty early on. I honestly thought that Kobe Bufkin might have been selected before Jet Howard just because Kobe Bufkin was a lot more consistent this past season. He was a lot more involved, Michigan kind of, especially during around like the really big time, like where you need a really big play. It went to Kobe Bufkin a lot of this, the time, especially later on in the season. But this is a good draft for Michigan. Now, I'm not going to go into too much detail about their season and how saying the season was an extreme disappointment, especially because you had two lottery picks and a former All-American, Hunter Dickinson, and he still didn't make the NCAA tournament. I won't go into that very much. But if you're Jawan Howard, this just shows that, hey, he can get players in the league and shows that, hey, you know what? You might not play a ton of your freshman year, but you can develop into a lottery talent here at Michigan. And Kobe Bufkin proves that. So it'll be interesting to see how players kind of look out for that in the future because Michigan needs more of these players and if more of these players get drafted then maybe some of these top talents that are going elsewhere that had Michigan in their final list will start choosing Michigan because they know that they can put players in the NBA and they've done that recently and that streak continues this year. The other player I really want to talk about is Joey Hauser. While he did not get drafted, he did sign a two-way contract with the Utah Jazz. He absolutely deserves this contract at this point. He was so good at Michigan State this last year. He gets the opportunity to play in the NBA if things go well. He was never really going to get drafted in the NBA draft. I don't think no matter how last year went, I think last year went as well as he could have hoped it went, and he still wasn't drafted. But hey, you know what? He's getting that opportunity. Joey Hauser is going to be a player that's going to be playing professional basketball for a really, really long time. If it means in the NBA, if it means in the G League, if it means overseas, he's going to get the opportunity because, like I said earlier, the NBA is looking for players that can shoot the ball. And when Joey Hauser is hot, he is one of the best, at least shooting percentage-wise, one of the best shooters in college basketball last year. He was over 40% from three. I believe he was like 43, 44, maybe 45% from three last year. And I think that's something that will translate to wherever he goes. He's not going to be one of the most athletic players on the court ever. Defensively, he might be a mismatch, but... Players need a player like him. Like, teams need a player like Joey Hauser, and he's getting that chance. That's why the Utah Jazz signed him to a two-way contract, and if he plays well, he could be kind of like his brother at the Celtics, Sam Hauser. Kind of has a similar role with the Celtics. Now, I don't know if he's necessarily with the Celtics right now. He might have been possibly released, but he had some pretty big moments in playing time for the Celtics. So hopefully Joey can get that opportunity and he's going on a Utah Jazz team that historically hasn't been a great team, but being a young player, maybe he'll get a chance to play. So congrats to Joey Hauser, to Kobe Bufkin, and Jet Howard on all getting their chance to play 
in the NBA. Now, of course, Kobe Bufkin and Jet Howard will have an easier way of getting a plan because they're a lottery pick, so they will definitely start in the NBA right away. Joey Hauser might not be in that situation, probably won't be, but maybe he'll play his way into that. So last thing I really want to talk about is the Lions. They actually revealed a new helmet a couple of days ago. I believe it was almost a week ago. It's a blue helmet with a old logo, an old Lions logo, and I think it looks awesome. I think it looks absolutely incredible. I think it's everything that fans wanted it to be. Now, the only issue is that they're only wearing it at least two times this season. That's not the issue. They're wearing it with the all-gray uniforms, which we have seen people not like at all. People have kind of hated them. I would love to see it wear it with like the all-white combination, or maybe what if they did all blue? That would be pretty cool. But I think the helmets look great, and I think this is a great step into the lines, kind of bringing around the history to this current team. Because while the Lions haven't had a long history of success, they've had some history of success. They're starting to bring that history into this team that has a lot to play for. This is a team that's predicted to win the division. This is a team that has a bunch of hype around it. It's a young team still, but it's a team that people are excited about. It's a team that people are hopeful some people are saying that they're the best chance that a Detroit team has to make in the playoffs. And it's been a really long time since a Detroit team has made the playoffs. And I think this is awesome. And this is just one step going forward. They did say that they're not announcing any uniform changes this year, but those will happen next year. So we'll see what those look like. If I still run this podcast at that time, I'll talk about those. But this is a really good step. I really like these helmets and I think a lot of people do as well just maybe not with the combination I think a lot of people would have changed that but it's not up to them it's up to the team and that's the way it's going to go and I'm really excited to see what those look like together and they might not look as bad as people think or at least in the pictures so I don't think they look bad but again it's not people's favorites combination last thing I really want to talk about and then I'll kind of wrap things up the Red Wings have the NHL draft tomorrow. They have the ninth overall pick and the 17th overall pick, at least in the first round. This is a really good opportunity for the Red Wings to go out to get two really great players. Now, do I expect them to pick a player at 9 and 17? Honestly, probably not because there's all these rumors going around about Alex Dabrinkit, the Ottawa Senator, there's been a lot of kind of connection between him and Detroit. He's once out of Ottawa, and Detroit is one of his main teams he wanted to go to. He wants to come back home to the state of Michigan. He is and has scored 40 goals a couple of times in his career, and that's what the Red Wings are really kind of missing. They're missing that goal scorer and Alex Brinkin is that now it wouldn't surprise me if one of those draft picks get traded for him a lot of people are saying like the 17th overall pick Zadina and maybe like another player another pick could probably get 
Alex Abrinka, but I think the Red Wings really need to make a move like that. And if they do, I think that will really get fans excited, especially about this rebuild that's been, again, going along for a while for the Red Wings. So definitely tune into that. Probably won't really get to cover that for a little while because the next like four or five episodes will probably all be interviews. At least that's what I have planned. Just because there probably won't be a ton of time for me to record podcasts like this. So the next like quite a few episodes will be interviews. So definitely look forward to listening to those. They're all great interviews. Definitely look forward to having you guys watch those and then after those, I will do probably a recap of like everything that happened, the NHL draft and all that. But yeah, that's a wrap to episode 135. Exciting times for the Red Wings, hopefully. And yeah, tune in to episode 136, who it is, you will have to see, because it is someone that knows a lot about Michigan State basketball, and I think you guys will really enjoy that conversation.